0: We're rocking away now in the second half of the Pioneer League season inside the dugout. ESPN Radio Missoula is part of Diamond Time. This next episode as we get rocking and rolling in this second half with a very interesting guy. Joined the team a few weeks into the season via trade and has been mashing the ball offensively ever since. Second year in the Pioneer League, D'Andre Hubbard joining us. You can see him in a couple of different spots, whether DHing, catching, first base, third base. He's all over the place. D'Andre, how you doing on this hot Friday?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is hot. It's a, it's a hot one.
0: Oh, yeah. And uh, what's your experience been like in Missoula so far? You've been here for about 30-plus games. What have your vibes been here in Zootown like?
1: Oh, it's very good vibes here in Zootown. Um, I love Missoula. The time I've had here is very peaceful, very relaxing. Come to the ballpark, go float the river. A lot of, a lot of peaceful things here in Missoula. A lot of good vibes going on.
0: Now, you came here as a member of the Grand Junction Rockies. You were with Grand Junction, now the Jackalopes, in 2021. What were your takeaways from being here in Grand Junction, that instance, and now back here in Missoula?
1: Um, well, my first time being in the Pioneer League, this was the um, like first inaugural of the Pioneer right. League. Yeah, being, right, yeah, right. It was its first Bowl. season, this so, iteration of it. Right, Correct. so it was, it was fun, and I definitely feel like the league's gotten better. Since the first first time, yeah, Grand Junction, I had a, um, I had a good time out there. I, whenever I play baseball, I'm having a good time, so definitely vibes here in Missoula are better, but yeah, I had a good time. like the Pioneer League.
0: Now your baseball journey surely began well before Grand Junction, and I know there's been some ties to athletics in general in your family. I know you mentioned you had an aunt that's a basketball coach at. Lamar University. Right. So maybe touch on athletes, athletics and how you were able to get swayed into baseball growing up and that sort of thing.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. So I come from a basketball family, actually. My aunt, like you said, is the um, assistant basketball coach at Lamar University. Um, she is like the three-point record. She went to Colorado. She was the sixth man of the year, um, holds the three-point records um, at Colorado. My uncle went to the University in Northern Iowa, he's three-point records, like, so just a basketball family. Um, I grew up just being an athlete, like, playing basketball, obviously, that's my favorite sport. And then, like, I played football, too, a lot of football. And then I w- would watch guys getting run over by the catcher back when this huh. was a thing. And I was like, hey, if I play baseball, I want to be that guy, because I was always so rough. So, I, um yeah on the catcher's gear and ever since I've just been keeping up with, as long as it has a ball, something to do with the ball and com- competing I'm in so I just took it as far as I could in high school I played all three sports um, in college I wish I could have played all three sports but I had to pick two so I picked football and baseball um, after college I didn't know what I was going to do um, I actually went overseas and played in Australia okay So I played Australia, then I went to Czech Republic, and then I went to Australia and then back to Czech Republic. And then that's how I got in the Pacific Association.
0: That's so interesting. Um, I have to ask you, do you know, I remember there was a, I believe his name was, um, oh my gosh, he played for the Napa Silverados in 2018. I know he played pro ball in the Czech Republic. Dylan Ramirez, I believe.
1: No. Oh, Devin. Devin. Devin yeah, yes. I know Devin. Devin yes, 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 yes. Devin. I know Devin. Devin does is doing a good job in baseball. He's actually in Germany right now in Regensburg. He has this thing called World Baseball Traveler. He actually helped me get back to Perth. I mean, back to Australia the second year in Australia. I'll be darned. Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah, Devin. I actually stayed with him in Australia. He was my roommate. Wow. All right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Small world. Yeah. Yeah, Devin and I got to know each other because he was a player coach with the Napa Napa. Silverados back in 2018. He brought up the Pacific Association, the team you're taking on right now, the Ogden Raptors, the six-game set here in the third week of July. A couple of former Napa Silverados on that roster with Nick Ulch and Dakota Connors, Connors, both with Napa. So it's crazy how this baseball world connects and Small world that we both knew, Devin yeah, no, for a time.
1: 100%. And, uh, and that you worked at Sonoma, and that's yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you kind of got me to the next point. I've on my broadcasts we're visiting with Andre Hubbard inside the dugout here on ESPN Radio as part of Diamond Time. Glad you're with us. Catch Diamond Time every Thursday on Wanus Now in the five o'clock hour on ESPN Radio. Now, bringing to the next part of this conversation, touched on the Pacific Association that I've brought it up in broadcasts a number of times. But Pacific Association was an independent league just like this one in Northern California. It was a 1.6 team league. Mike Shapiro, who's now the president of the Pioneer League, was once a GM in that league with the San Rafael Pacifics. Really? I didn't That's know how that. I got tied into oh, the wow. Pioneer League okay. in 2021 when I was. Hired by the Paddleheads, and so. But my pro career first started in the Pacific Association with the Stompers in 2016 and 17. Was part of a championship team, and then saw the Vallejo Admirals win Vallejo, a championship in right. 2017. One year after, oddly enough, John Larosa appeared oh, in yeah, Vallejo. Yeah,
1: he was in so Vallejo. Yeah, just yeah, a crazy no, no, run through
0: that. But you were just getting your pro career started in Sonoma sonoma small town in the wine country what was your experience like getting started really in pro ball with sonoma with zach pace with the crazy photographer the pa announcer trey dunia that whole thing
1: yeah well so i was just coming off of a um, crazy season in czech republic and the reason i actually went there is because do you know brent gillespie
0: brent gillespie gillespie yeah yeah Yeah, i know brent Brent. yeah he's from uh Brent He's. Gillespie played first base in pro ball for three, four years. Um, he grew up in Pen Grove, California, which is about, about 15 minutes from where I grew up. So me and Brent Gillespie, yeah. with him being a Pacific and everything right. else, saw a bunch of that guy.
1: Right. So Brent actually, he reached out to me, and he wanted to come and play overseas. So we just basically switched contacts because he was like, hey, man, I know Pace. Uh, Pace is my guy. He was, I guess him and Pace were together at San Rafael. They played sure. together. Yeah,
0: sure. Yep, they did. They, yeah, right yeah. at the tail end of Zach Pace's career. Yeah.
1: Right. So then um, I was like, I connected him to the overseas guys there, and he connected me with Pace. And then, um, so I actually left Czech Republic and then came to Sonoma, and I showed up in mid-season form, and it, it, was, it was pretty nice. Uh, I spent two months there. I wish I could have spent the whole year there, but um, – did pretty good in my first two months where I got picked up in the Frontier League. So, yeah, but I love Sonoma Wine Country. Nice place. I had a host family, Miss San Giacomo. She was very nice, lovely lady. Yeah, great place to be. Great team to be on in that league because there's some teams that weren't the best. But I right. definitely, yeah, got a, got a good turnout there with the with pass the hats. Of, do, you, do you know what that is? Pass the hats? Yeah, like the tips for the home runs.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, 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 I, yes I do yes, remember yes. that. Yes, hit a yes. lot of home
1: runs and a lot of, got a lot of tips. So, yeah, <laughs> I love my time in Sonoma for sure. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, and a couple of wacky characters in Sonoma kind of alluded yes. to them. Yes. They have a famous still taking photos. Yeah. You can find his stuff on social media. They have yeah. a photographer J-Dub. named James Hoy yeah. who has this plethora of uniforms, right. these retro uniforms. What was it like having a team photographer wearing all these wacky uniforms man, every
1: day. J-Dev was the man. Every time he showed up to the field, it was like, yeah, he's here, let's go. He, he gave us an extra reason to play hard. j I love J-Dev.
0: Good stuff, couple of old Sonoma Stompers chalking wow. it up here on ESPN Radio. Dondre Hubbard with us inside the dugout. Now from Sonoma, you then went to the Frontier League you mentioned. Right. Now that you've been in the Frontier and now in the Pioneer League, both leagues, partner leagues of Major League Baseball. Do you see any distinct differences between the Frontier and the Pioneer? Just, you know, (laughs) folks hear about the Pioneer all the time listening to Paddlehead Baseball. Right. What were the differences you saw in the Frontier versus the Pioneer, or you also appeared in the American Association? Yeah,
1: I've actually been in all, I've played in all four of the partner leagues. I've been Atlantic, American, um, Frontier and Pioneer. Um, I'd say Pioneer is—it's um, definitely—it's a younger league, for sure. It's a younger league, but it's a—it's a hitters' league. It's a great place to hit. Like, um, as far as the Frontier League, nice ballparks. Same thing, younger guys. When you get to the Atlantic and the American Association guys, you have a little bit more experienced guys, affiliated guys, big league guys. Right. Yeah, that's right. I
0: remember seeing with the Atlantic League, based out of East Coast, right. typically seeing guys like. Rich Hill right. and ex-big leaguers, right. Sammy uh-huh. Gravacio, dudes like yeah, that 100%. pop up.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of big leaguers in the Atlantic and American Association for sure. Like Kansas City, the Monarchs, they have their whole team as ex-big league service time guys.
0: D'Andre Hubbard still cruising along with us. And wasn't just those leagues that you were in. You also were able to make your way to affiliated ball also in the Washington Nationals system. What was it like cruising around with the Nats in their Double A system or their Double A team?
1: Yeah, well, it it actually has been a journey because um, after that season in the um, Pacific Association and Frontier League, gotcha. I actually got picked up by the Padres. Okay. In that off season, um, and then I went to spring training with the Padres in 2020, but it was COVID. Right. So then I got I got released. And then um, after that, that next year, that's when I came to Grand Junction, played in Grand Junction, had a good year here in Grand, or in Grand Junction. And then, yeah, I got picked up by the Nationals and, man, that was just, a, it was a dream come true, a little bit of a dream come true because now I'm a part of the, like, an affiliation and I get one step closer to my dream of being a big leaguer. Um, Man, it was just a grind, though. Like it was, it was definitely a grind. It, it was some pros and cons. I learned that it's still baseball. It's still the same game. Like, like there's no different than the game that we're playing here in paddlehead baseball, you know. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes around that you just, you know, it's a business and you gotta learn. Absolutely. And and it was definitely a great learning experience for me.
0: Yeah, and you're just in these few minutes talking. It's been interesting to really see all the different. Avenues the game of baseball can take you. Right. Whether working with Devin Ramirez, playing internationally, going right. to the Pacific Association, Northern California, and then higher levels of indie ball, and you hit COVID, be able to fight through all of that right. to make it into the national system. Right. That's really saying a lot, right. I would 100%. think. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's and what keeps
1: me going, man. I just, I just keep doing this because I know there's a lot of people like you say that we name that we come across that either wish like to see me still doing it or wish they were doing it or like you know what i mean so i just got to keep keep rolling so
0: now you've played baseball in all different parts of the country kind of alluding to and the world right which is really wild do you have a ballpark or a city or even a road trip that stands out in your mind that was oh uh, yeah unique? i
1: have some i definitely have some favorites um my favorite ballpark. I mean, I was only in affiliated ball for a year, but I was in the Eastern League and Hartford Yard Goats. Huh? Um, the Colorado Rockies Double A. Oh man, that's the best stadium that I've ever played in, and I've played in a lot of nice stadiums. Um, my favorite place in the world is Australia, just because it's just it's it's it has all the good that America has minus all the bad. So right. it's definitely it's definitely the place to be. Czech Republic wasn't bad either. Like that was some. There's some good stadiums there. There's actually some good baseball there. I don't know if you watched the World Baseball Classic this last World Baseball Classic, but Czech actually made a run. They beat China, uh, China, I think, and they they made a pretty big run. I think one of the guys, one of my ex-teammates, struck out Shohei Ohtani, and now Ohtani's a big Czech Republic fan. So yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I remember about seeing the Czech Republic and. Devin Ramirez's right. social media stuff was—I remember looking at the ballparks that he would post on his social mm. and be like, "Whoa, that's that's, very, that's right. pretty legit," right. you know.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, because he know, played like, in the Strava, and the Strava has—they they would have—I would say, yeah—they have the best stadium um, in Czech Republic, and yeah, they have Coke Field fireworks when you hit home runs. It's it's nice. Yeah, it's it's as big league as they try to make it, you know.
0: That's awesome, and it's just the beauty of the game of baseball and. Been having some fun playing ball here in Missoula with the Paddleheads, having great amount of success. You know, it was a fun celebration celebrating that first half pennant. Right. So, where does this Missoula team rank in terms of other teams you've been a part of when taking consideration the clubhouse, Schlack, and everything else?
1: Oh yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the better teams I've been on. Great vibes on this team. Awesome vibes on this team. Um, this team knows how to win, so can't beat that. Can't beat that. Been on a lot of winning teams. I've been also been on some losing teams. So, like, these teams up there with, yeah, these guys are winners.
0: Dondre Hubbard cruising along with us inside the dugout. ESPN Radio, part of Diamond Time. Get him a few more questions here and get him rolling on his way so we can get ready for action against the Ogden Raptors later on on a Friday night. But this has been a good run for you for the last 30-plus games or so. You got Sammy B, all the fun stuff happening. Right. How is that unique around pro ball? Is there other teams that do a lot of funky stuff like Sammy B, or is this kind of a unique thing for Missoula?
1: This, this in Missoula, the host and the show that they put on for their fans, is, is, is they do a pretty, really, really good job here. Um, Sammy does a really good job at his, his job. I told him that a pretty time or two already. Yeah, it's, it's nice here in Zootown.
0: D'Andre Hubbard with us. One last question for you. Now, I've asked this to a couple of guys that have been both in affiliated ball and independent baseball. Just remember asking Jake Gunther this also. But there's always this kind of, I guess, tone around independent baseball that it's inferior to affiliated ball. And you could see where a lot of affiliated teams are. But where in your mind do you think that that sometimes isn't directly the case where indie ball players are overlooked
1: so I think um in a whole independent ball there's a um it's definitely more fun here like it brings the fun back to baseball mind you that it's a it's a game where in affiliated ball it's more of a business you you it's, it's not really so much fun anymore I mean you it's all perspective right like you're there but like I feel like an in independent ball you can have fun you're there to win like Obviously you're here to get picked up, but like the chances of that is are slim to be honest. So you might as well win, you know. And if you're yeah. winning teams get looked at. So there's your chance to get picked up. Where I feel like in affiliated ball it's it's not so much that way. It's it's a business, it's who has how much money, it's what piece you are at that time, puzzle piece, you know, it's yeah, it's definitely a grind in affiliated ball.
0: He's D'Andre Hubbard, inside the dugout here, part of Diamond Time ESPN Radio. Glad you've been able to spend a couple of minutes with us, and good luck the rest of the way for this Pioneer League season.
1: Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here.